Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ugh. This, uh, I'll leave the last part. I don't like the guy who says the 925, but uh, a quiet smug I do think is is accurate at times. And I, I, I don't know, I, it, it can be a little bit off-putting. And, and again, I'm not, I don't really care about like you can be like I, it's not a personal thing at like a, a manager reporter right, kind right. of thing. Like I have no issue with you being smug because you don't like a question, but when it's smug as in it's beneath me to even answer the question, that that's where I do have a little bit of an issue with it. Yeah, I I, I see where people get that. I you know what? He just doesn't seem genuine to me, Jason. Yeah, no, I get I, it. I get it. And son of his answers are. They do feel like performances sometimes, his answers. Um, I personally don't think he's smug. I just think he is hes extremely calculated, which comes across as disingenuous to a lot of people from a baseball perspective and from yeah. a media relations and just, you know, when you're dealing with the media, answering questions and talking about your team. I think that... No, I think that's well said. Go go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you there. No, no, that's about it. You know, he's he he did he he rubbed people the wrong way in Philadelphia. Now, like I said, is his personality is way more in line with that of the Bay Area than a Philadelphian, and he was underachieving in Philly too. So, if you're underachieving, Philly's going to find a problem with you. That's just that's just that market. So, you know. Like you say, sports man. Everybody loves the guy when they're winning, and but he's not he he's not one of these guys who has built up enough equity to be completely beloved and managing a mediocre team. He's just not that guy. Not here. Not yet. You know, no doubt. And I think there are there's just some question marks for me. And look, I think next year we'll tell a lot of the story. I, I do think he benefited from from the COVID year. In, in year one, just the fact that they only played 60 games and that team in all likelihood would have been that team would have been a bad team if they had to play a full year. I know they were right around 500, but they were only playing 60. And you mentioned earlier, they were right on the on the brink of of making the playoffs if they were able to basically score two runs in a ninth inning where they, I think, had some guys on base and and ended up losing to the Padres. Uh, when they could have made the, the the tournament in the COVID year of 2020, I, I think that's a that that year to me benefited him because it felt like it was a a positive year. It felt like they kind of overachieved in a way that year. Last year, obviously a positive. This year feels more in line with about what I expected. A little weird 
kind of, and I, you know, I don't know that this team's overly talented to where they're really underachieving per se, but it's just the way that it's looked. I think there are things that he can be held accountable for that aren't the, hey, robots are running the game and the iPad is determining every move he makes and, and, and that kind of thing. One quick text uh, before we switch gears. We'll get your take on this too, Jason. Uh, this person says, I think the Giants are doing a good job of competing during a rebuild, they're getting in their own way. Uh, they would get in their. They're getting in their own way with reactive. They aren't getting in their own way with reactive moves. So you're considering this a rebuild? It, so that's just where we fundamentally disagree. I don't necessarily sure. consider this organization in a rebuild state. Maybe two years ago, but. You like you're not rebuilding anymore when you win 107 games. Like expectations have readjusted. Period. When you win 107 games, what do you mean a rebuild? They had the best record in baseball, literally less than a calendar year ago. Right. So well, I just, the rebuild is though. How many of those guys are really keepers? Like how many of the guys on the even last year? How many of those guys are really keepers? Like you needed to see more from Wade. Wade looked like one. Yastrzemski maybe. Like they had guys that looked like maybe they were. Yeah. But I think this year told you that they really weren't. It's true. Like, I, I get that notion. But I just, you know, like you said, the Colorado Rockies are in a rebuild. The Arizona Diamondbacks are in the rebuild. the rebuild. If you consider this a rebuild, then actually rebuild and tear it down. You can't, like, kind of waddle through middle ground and call it a rebuild. It's, you know, my got to take a page out of basketball teams. They just tank. At least if you're tanking, we know it. Sure. Or So are you trying to compete or not? I think they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. And I've thought that from the beginning. I think that was in part why Farhan got the job, to be able to have put, put a competitive team together in a more cost-effective way, at least at the beginning, and also not completely bottom out while they're trying to fix the farm system. Because I think that's the thing where a lot of Giants fans would tell you, Jason, I'd rather see that. I think that's the part where Larry Bear would be worried about the ballpark really not being filled for a couple of years and and they and they really losing money because they are viewed as a get like the Giants just have never been a give up frame. Like I can remember one year and I and I've lived in Northern California my whole life and grew up watching the Giants, grew up a Giants fan really until until I got in in the game a little bit where you got to be objective. But I remember one year of the last 35 where they went into the year and it was basically, we're playing the young guys, we don't think we're going to be very good. And it was the year they let Barry Bonds go after he broke the home run record in in 2008. That was the one year where they were like, we're playing a bunch of young dudes. Posey wasn't here yet. They had Lincecum and Kane, but they had really nobody. Right. Uh, I think they went and signed Aaron Rowan, which was a little weird but they signed him to be like a veteran leader uh, kind of a guy because they were going to play the young guys. And the point I'm getting at is that's the only year I ever remember them basically being like, we, we're going to suck yeah. and we don't care. Right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. And even that team had the Cy Young Award winner. Lincecum. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's funny because they had Lincecum and Kane. And Is Cody Ross on that team? Not quite. No, that not he came yet. in. Yeah, he came in the the championship year in in ten. Yeah, oh, I remember him in the middle of the year. Oh yeah, I'll bet you do. <laughs> I remember him. I'll all of a sudden, he Hank Aaron. All of a sudden, all of a sudden against Halliday, he's he's exactly he's Babe Ruth. <laughs> um, but 
yeah, they they didn't have anything that year, and then Lincecum was the Cy Young. They had Kane. Romo came up that year mm-hmm. in 08, and Brian Wilson became the closer in, in 08 with really no stakes, and he had mid-40s in saves. And it was and Pablo Sandoval came up right around this time in that year, and it was like it was a nothing year. But by the end, it was like oh, there's some pieces that maybe could be a part of this team. And I, I I'll just say this: I never would have thought in a million years in 2008 that the Giants were going to win a World Series. I mean, they won a couple of them. Period. Let alone less than two years from that point. Yeah, like crazy. Uh, one team that's not a rebuild, Jason, the 49ers. They are not in a rebuild. They have high expectations. And preseason game number two tonight in Minnesota. This game feels like a nothing burger to me. Like it just, Trey Lance not expected to play most of the stars, if not all. I think the dudes that didn't play on Friday a week ago against Green Bay are probably not playing tonight. Like if Trey's not playing. Who cares? Almost. What are we watching for? I hate to be in that guy, but what are we watching for? Yeah, Kyle Shanahan said a few weeks ago that it's his intentions that the starters will play week week one and week three of the preseason. So, you know, we'll, we'll get to see some of the guys who are battling for roster spots, some of the guys who are battling for some second and third positions on the depth chart. But, you're, you know, you're not going to see the meat of the roster tonight, uh, you know, this this is the point of the year where I'm just itching for the regular season. I'm I'm waiting for September 11th, 49ers at Soldier Field. Uh, have you seen the Bears' offensive line? By the way, the Niners might have 28 sacks on that day. I I don't think the Bear. I I think the Bears may not score an offensive touchdown. Like yeah. that's like on the table week one. I I'm a huge Justin Fields fan. Sure. I he doesn't have a chance. Like I know. He's not that that quarterback might get ruined before he even has a chance to maybe develop into something. It's just, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting David Carr vibes. Like now, I don't mm-hmm. know if David Carr was a sure thing, but I don't think he ever had a, a shot. He never had a shot after he got hit and yeah. sacked what seventy times or something. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, so that's just unfortunate because I think Fields has like a lot of intangibles and, and raw talent, but. uh Enough for the Bears. That's a great matchup for the Niners, though, week one. Yes. That is a and, – and, look, I, I think you agree with me on this. The Niners believe that they have a, Super Bowl a championship-caliber roster right. everywhere except the unknown of the quarterback. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. And I think there is – there's a lot of pressure on, on Trey Lance that I'm not sure has been acknowledged – by the entire fan base. You know, there's pockets here and pockets there. And look, Jimmy G was not a world beater. He, he actually did a lot less than desired. I can acknowledge that. But the messaging from the organization over the past couple of years is, this is a championship roster. We just need an upgrade at quarterback. I agree in theory. You bring in Trey Lance. That means Trey Lance just at the minimum has to be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Can't be on the same level. Has to be better than Jimmy this coming year, in my opinion. Mm. I'm not talking about three years from now until you got to wait to develop his potential. Because three years from now, the 49ers might not have a Super Bowl roster. 
You know, this is the NFL. The window is like this. It's not, it's not a big window. So if you don't get high-level play from Trey Lance for a couple years, I'm wondering what will – just how will people look at that trade? Because if you wanted to get Jimmy G-level type production, you could have kept him and still have three additional draft picks. Now, I get it. Guys are going to say, you need to give him time. You need to give him time. So if you give him time and he gets there and he gets to a high-level quarterback, what we don't know how, how long George Kittle is going to be elite. We don't know how much Debo Samuel is going to be elite, especially the brand of football he plays. We don't know the cap situation two years down the line where they might have to let someone go who is a key contributor. Is NFL not for long. The, mm-hmm. Those windows open and close. So I think there is pressure on Lance this season to play at a high level because he has a Super Bowl roster around him. Some people will say that puts less pressure on him. He doesn't have to be a world beater. But the messaging from this organization over the last years was we need an upgrade at quarterback right now because we are ready to win right now. So Trey Lance has to be up for that. He has to be a high-level quarterback who is ready to lead this team through a playoff run. It's interesting because, I mean, you say he has to be better, and I I view it a little differently in that I think he he has to win at the same level. Like, I think the Niners believe for this year – it's almost two different scoreboards in the sense that for this year, my thought is that the Niners believe they are good enough to where he can grow as the season goes on, and maybe it isn't going to quite look right, but they're still going to be able to win, and then you get into the playoffs, and I think they're hoping he's a lot better by the end of the season than he is maybe at the beginning of the season. The other part of it, too, that I wanted to kind of throw back at you is – I think a lot of fans just assume that when you say he's got to be better and we take calls on this all the time, I think a lot of fans just assume, well, well, yeah, and he will, and he will be because Jimmy was so bad. And, that, and, and I think that's where there's a little bit of a disconnect between the level that Jimmy couldn't reach and him just being garbage, which is, was not, not the case, obviously. Right, right, right. No, I get it. I get it. And, from from an outside perspective, who would I rather have, Jimmy G or Trey Lance? I'd pick Trey Lance. I would. But you have to you have to include the context in which you went out and acquired Trey Lance. You directly said Jimmy G isn't good enough. We're going to trade up, trade several assets to get this quarterback to make us better so we can win now. That was the messaging. So those actions have to follow through with those with those messaging. And that's why I'm saying I think he has a lot of pressure on him because win now, what does that mean? Because the Niners were winning at the point. They passed two to the past three years, their Super Bowl and an NFC championship, and Jimmy G wasn't good enough. So the next thing is to win a Super Bowl. Now, am I going to am I going to realistically say – Trey Lance needs to win a Super Bowl or this was a failure? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not being that extreme. Well, you could make the case that he would give them a better chance even if they don't, even if they don't. But even that is, that's a pressure statement. He's going to give them a better chance. So they have to get there. 
they have to get into that into that vicinity. You know, like now if they lose a divisional game close on a field goal or something, am I going to like bust his chops because they didn't make it one week further than they did because Jimmy G made it one week? No, but this team has to be a realistic Super Bowl contender this year, and Trey Lance has to perform. Now, he doesn't have to go out and be Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't have to go out and be Patrick Mahomes, but Trey Lance has to be one of the reasons you got there. If he's just snapping the ball and kind of, hey, we're winning some weeks in spite him, but like he he's managing, that's not good enough. It's not because you don't you traded all this all these pieces, all these uh draft picks to get him. If you wanted that, you could have stayed put and added to your team in other places. So that's that's the way I'm looking at it. And I don't think that's acknowledged enough. Is he is he held to the standard in your mind, of the number three pick for this year? Like, does he have to perform like the number three? Because the number three pick is you go and get a dude that you think is going to be a right. dude. Like, you you feel like you're going to get – Who was the number three pick this year? That's a great question. Great question. but I, I'll, like, I'll get that. Yeah. And so, yeah, he, you know, he he has to be a guy where at the very least you're like, he's going to be so good. And he has to win you a few games. Derek Stingley. Derek Stingley. Stingley. Yeah. So he, but that's all I'm saying. Trey Lance, Trey Lance has to be one of the pieces that helps you get through the postseason. He can't just be a, he can't just be a guy because you just had a guy who everyone essentially said was not good enough. So I don't, I don't want to hear to give him time and. You know, in a few years, this the Niners are ready to win now. Well, it's not a few years. I'm gonna say that it's not. It's not a few years. I do think there is for this year. At some point, you have to start the clock on Trey, and I think this is the year where this is the year where they think they're good enough to win. Let's say ten games. Right. Trey's not gonna kill him, but he's gonna be up and down. They win 10 games, but he gets into the playoffs, and, and and we don't know. Is he a more dynamic player that gives them a, something that Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have and they're able to get over the hump? Or does he struggle because it's his first time going through the playoffs and he winds up costing them? I think the Niners go into this year knowing, believing they're going to be good and not being a good – not being a playoff team is unacceptable for this year. I think that's – Unacceptable, that, completely. Uh, com- like – you are not a playoff team. The season's a failure. Period. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think we all agree on that. But if it winds up being a situation where I think they also know that he may he may not quite be ready to win a Super Bowl this year, may cost them in a way in the end. But they're okay with that's the cost of doing business for this year to get him ready for next year and the following year cuz I, I think they almost view it as we got three shots right 22 so, 23 24 22 probably not although we got to be good but 23 24 he better be good enough and the rest of this thing's going to be that's what as I'm saying. is that's that's kind of my point he doesn't well one i do think he has to be better than what jimmy would have been this year i think he has to not statistically mo- statistically and just by the eye test. Okay. You have to be like using 
without bias, you have to be like, we're in a better spot with him. You have to just be able to genuinely say that. And he also has to give you signals that the upward trajectory is going to be great. Or at least good. And when I say that, I mean like just simple nuances. He needs to tighten up and that'll come with experience. But not things like, dude, he's not accurate. Because once you get to like a level like this, you are who you are. Like if you can't hit the backside of a barn, it's like you don't just learn how to be an accurate passer once you're in the NFL. You either are or you aren't. Can you approve on some stuff? Of course. But from a general standpoint, like you're either an accurate passer or not. If you see stuff like that, that's a red flag. So he has to show some signs that by an eye test that, hey, this is our guy. He's going to be good. It might have been a little up and down now, but he was marginally better than Jimmy Garoppolo, and we're in a good spot, and we have about two more years of this championship window. That'll be a success. If he comes out and he's the same as Jimmy, and there are some glaring concerns where you're like, I don't know if reps is going to help that. Like, he just might not have it in that area. That is a failure. And I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying my broad point, my long-winded point is, I think there is a little more pressure on Jimmy G than is being acknowledged. Or Trey, on Trey. Or on Trey, I'm sorry, not Jimmy G. Because, you know... People are like, ah, oh, Trey Arias, Trey Day. Like, we're rolling well, well, now. There are a lot of people that think September 11th, it's going to be, wow, this dude is way better than Jimmy Garoppolo because the bar's so low. And because, and, and I just, I do think there is the potential for a wake up call for some people that are just expecting him to be farther along than he is. Like, I think, I think they can win. I think he's going to be good. That's, that's but, exactly but, where I'm at, J.D. But, but for it to be, like, I'm not just writing it down in Sharpie. Like, that's what I'm saying. There's this going dude's going to be, gonna be awesome call. all the time from jump. There is going to be a wake-up call for a lot of people, in my opinion, just because, like, every so, so much of what I see online, what I hear on this radio station from callers, when I hear on this radio station, even from some hosts, is that, just plug in Trey, and we're going to be good. Like, we're fine. All we need is an upgrade at quarterback, and this team is going to win a Super Bowl. And and 888-957-9570. We'll pause here. We'll come back. We'll get to some phone calls. We've got some good text messages to get to. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. You get Jimmy Garoppolo on the brain, I think, Jason, because, well, he's still on the 49ers roster. Uh, That's another thing. you got to let him go. <laughs> we're we're going to get into that coming yeah. back because Jed York apparently – I saw that. He's trying to keep it out there like, well, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo stays. More on the expectations for Trey Lance as well. I think that's a good conversation. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let in. Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, it's John Dickinson. It's Jason Dumas. 95.7 The Game. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Rolling along here on a Saturday, John Dickinson, Jason Dumas, with you until 1 o'clock, 888-957-9570, talking some 49ers. I want to get to how it might look. I'll give you my impression how it might look with Trey Lance coming up here in just a moment. we got some text messages to get to, Jason. We also have some phone calls uh, at 888-957-9570. So let's uh, get it rolling this segment with Dave in Pleasanton. Dave, you're up here on 95.7 The Game. What's up, Dave? What's going on, fellas? I, I just want to have a realistic outlook on this coming season. Um, for me, if it was Jimmy, I know the ending, right? We don't need to get into that. But when it comes to Trey Lance, the question is, what does he have to do? Jimmy Garoppolo and our team made it all the way to the NFC championships, throwing 18 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Now we're going to see rookie mistakes from Trey Lance, but when has Jimmy ever gotten rid of his rookie mistakes? That's the question. So I don't think it's going to be as drastically different as what we've been seeing. So let me ask you just that, while we—that's all I got. Go well, ahead. I, I want to. I just want to retort quick. Play tennis ball with you real quick. So, knowing that, if you don't think it will be all that much different, do you think it was worth giving up three draft picks to acquire Trey Lance where you could have maybe stayed put and got Micah Parsons? No. No, 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 no. What I'm trying to say is for this next season and having a young quarterback versus a vet that we've had that continues to make this mistake, I think that getting a quarterback at his level – in my opinion, is a good thing because we're not going to say Kyle's going to change the offense, but the offense is going to open up automatically. I don't think we've played 11-on-11 football since we've had Jimmy Garoppolo after at least one season because nobody is game planning for what Jimmy does. Now you have to game plan for Trey Lance. Appreciate the call. Uh, 888-957-9570. I I think they had to go young at, at quarterback if they were going to continue to compete with the other salaries on the roster that were going up. Like yeah, they, that's also true. Jimmy G is a high tag. They had a high tag for a guy that was not, you know, not elite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. And that was like that's something you could do if you have a bunch of other young players that haven't gotten paid yet. Well, that's starting to change. For the 49ers, and I think they had to flip the script and and go cheaper at the quarterback spot 
for a couple of years in an attempt to keep that championship window open. I, I also think, and I, I've said this a lot, so I don't I don't mean to be redundant on it for those that have heard it, but I think there were I think the durability thing with Jimmy was a big problem coming off of having a season wrecked in eighteen, having a season wrecked in twenty twenty, and it was also. The Niners had a bad enough record in 2020 that they had to use that to their advantage, right? It was, right. hey, we're six and ten. They're not thinking in their offices we're going to be six and ten ever again for a while. Like it, whether it's true or not, they're yeah, thinking yeah. like this is this this ain't happening anymore. So we're going to take advantage of the one year where we are bad to to in a year where there are five quarterbacks in the top 12 to 15 to go get one of those dudes because they were close enough to to be able to to move into that conversation. Correct. And, you know, it's just the question that begs the question, was it the right move to move up to three or should they have stood pat, drafted either a quarterback there? Who who was still there? Was was my man on in New England still there at 12? It would be Mac Jones. Yeah. Stan Pat. I think I think the I think yeah, he did he even go maybe a little – he might have gone a little later. Because yeah, the Bears yeah, yeah. moved up and got Fields at 11. Right. And I think Mac may have gone 15. Right. Um, Mac Jones was there. Uh, do you go the complete opposite way and get Micah Parsons, who look like looks like he's going to be a defensive player of the year one day? Re- really, really good. Now, it wasn't a necessarily a need to get, add a guy like Micah Parsons when you have, you know, the defense they already have. But – also, you don't have enough pass rushers. You don't have enough. You can never have enough transcendent defensive players. No doubt. So, you know, I look. I I think Trey Lance is going to be a solid player. I really do. I am not as sold as I think most people are uh, on the high end greatness. Yeah, yeah. I see a lot of like he's a lock. I don't see that. I see there's a lot there, and you can you can get yourself a good quarterback and you can develop a good quarterback with that skill set. But I think there's a way higher room for error than most people acknowledge. Well, think about how many quarterbacks are in the elite of the elite, right? It's a five or a six-name yeah. list. Right. And then there are other quarterbacks that are pretty good, and I think there's a small group of those that are that are pretty good, steady, you can, and then there's a group, you know, and that group is probably also an extension of well, you can win with this this guy or that guy. But then you, I think half the league is, well, this guy's flawed in a way that might kill you. You like this, but you don't like this. Like like that's kind of half the league, or maybe more than half the that's league. That's why that's why it goes back to my original point. Even there's for dudes of, that are good, yeah, like like there's a lot of pressure on Trey Lance because it's like you have to consider the context. Like what if his good is. Kirk Cousins' level of success, like, so in a different way. That's that's not acceptable, in my opinion, because do you trade three first-round picks for Kirk Cousins? Like, no. And if someone – Yeah, t- and, they, and, ob- and to their point, obviously, they want way better. Right, They want right. Josh Allen. They want Mahomes. Exactly. They exactly. want Lamar Jackson. It's a high bar. Like, they want, they want that. That's a high bar like, is all I'm saying, and it's just like – that's you know, I'm just putting it out there. That is – look – when you trade that capital, I'm not even saying it was a bad move. I can see why they did it. I can see the line of thinking, and I actually think that line of thinking is pretty rational. I am just saying it puts a lot of pressure on Trey Lance because now he has a high bar. 
you had a guy in place who was just, he was all right. He was all right. Down some, up some, wasn't getting the job done. You want to replace him. You trade three picks to get this guy. You have a guy who got drafted behind him who looks like he's going to be a pretty good quarterback for the next decade. Uh, had a really good rookie season at quarterback, went to the playoffs in in um, Mac Jones. There's a lot of pressure on Trey. And from the same fan base who are saying, Trey area, Trey day, we got our quarterback. You got, you got your quarterback. You did. I, I don't want to hear the word we have to be patient for the next two to three years. That was not the messaging coming into this. The messaging, we got our guy, we got a Super Bowl roster, let's go. I'm not saying the guy has to be Patrick Mahomes tomorrow, but we have to see that upward trajectory from day one. We have to see that, oh, dude, he's it. I'm not sure if I've seen it yet. I'm still like, yeah. wait and see. You we see gotta... it on some throws. Like, if you're out of practice, I know you spend a, a few days out of practice. Like, mm-hmm. you, you see some throws where it's like, okay, this is the high end, but you also see some throws where it's, oh, this is this is a dude that looks like a rookie or a second-year player that hasn't played a lot of football. Like, there, like you know what it looks like, and it, it, it has, in fairness, looked like – it's looked like both. There's been some high highs, and there's been some – some low lows, I think, on the accuracy front most specifically. Right. Right. And we have a couple people on the text line chiming in. Yeah, okay, I keep saying three picks. One was a pick swap, so it was technically two picks, but doesn't really change my point. You, you gave up some prime real estate to acquire Trey Lance. That's the overall point. If we want to thread needles, whatever. But that's all. And, I shoot, I want Trey Lance to succeed. I want him to succeed. In a way, he kind of – I see a Donovan McNabb-esque in me, and if he was a Donovan McNabb, that is a win. See, and the, and you say that. That is a win. You say that, and I know you know Philly, and they won a lot of games and went to the Super Bowl, and he was a damn good quarterback. I feel like a lot of people – and they're not, think, they're not thinking Washington, right, McNabb. Right. Yeah. But I know a lot of people hear you say that here in the Bay, and they go, no! Oh, no. Donovan McNabb was a bad man. He was. He was really bad. No, did he win the big game? But his knock was can't win big games. Right. Even though he did win some big games. I don't think all of that was on him. For most of his career in Philadelphia, he wasn't surrounded with talent. Uh, He was a one-man show on offense. Like It's kind of like the Giants. Eagles were doing trying to do more with less. Todd Todd Pinkston, Jeremy Thrash, uh, just – the one year they had an all-star at Wido, they, they go to the Super Bowl. And that was a damn good Super Bowl. They could have won that yeah. game. Um, now, he did have some blunders. Trust me. Sure. He had some blunders where he lost home NFC championship games where they should have won. Uh, but in terms of sustained success, McNabb was really, really good. He is he soured on the fan base because yeah. of off-the-field stuff, personality. Sure. Didn't – but – Trust me, I think if if Trey Lance has the same career as Donovan McNabb, that was a win of a trade. That was a win of a trade. I feel like people are driving off the road right now. And I like Donovan McNabb, but yeah, I'm, yeah, just, yeah. I'm, I'm getting in the – I'm getting in And the, I'm not a huge fan of McNabb. I'm, getting, I'm in the yeah. field where he's annoying. Uh, and he went yeah. to my same alma mater. Sure, yeah. I know. Played, I just, in my, played in my yep. city. But, you know, <laughs> we, we cooled off of him. But just from a talent standpoint, 
dude was one of the best quarterbacks in the league for a decade. No, he he was no doubt, and I and I'm I'm with you. And I just you know, there are maybe a little bit of revisionist history by the way things ended, not only in Philly, but then it went to Washington. It was all bad, right? From from that point, so I think yeah. What's up, Craig? Let's, so we'll, would that be a fail? I mean, four NFC Championship well, games and one Super Bowl, but, and that'd be a fail. But I've I've been told Jimmy G's been a fail. Like, and I, and I get it. McNabb was a way better player than Jimmy G, but like the Niner fan base, Jason has been. Hey, Jimmy G's been a fail. So if you're saying no Super Bowls and a bunch of championship game losses, like I think I think there's some Niner fans that might come at you with that. Yeah, hey, well, that goes back to my original point. There's a lot of pressure on Trey. Uh he might not feel it, and I hope he doesn't feel it, because who, you know, who wants to feel all this pressure, this immense pressure? But the messaging from the organization and then just the kind of rhetoric from the fan base, the way I see it, Trey has to be pretty good this year and show signs that he's going to continue to get better. The mediocrity and up and down and still wondering at the end of the year. Sure. That's a failure. Wow. Okay. That's see, I'm, I, I think I've got a little more leeway for this year than, than you do. 888-957-9570. I've got that idea of what I think it's probably going to look like. Uh, we'll get to that, but uh, a couple of guys on the phone lines. Let's get Pauly in San Francisco. What's going on, Pauly? You're on 95.7 The Game. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm going to go quick because you all just said a lot of what I was going to say. I feel that two things I can say quickly. One is I think Jimmy gets dumped on too much. He wasn't a world beater, but he played hurt a lot. He had that locker room behind him. He took them some good places, and you know he played hurt against the Rams in the NFC Championship and had some guts. And I think Shanahan's as much to blame for their big game losses as he is. I mean, he's not a world beater, but people dump on him too much. And second, I, I want to agree that I think we overpaid for Trey Lance. We'll see if he turns out to be Patrick Mahomes. No, but we could have got Mac Jones without trading anybody, and we could have had two or three front-line, high-draft-choice impact players. Trey Lance was not accurate at all last year, and I just wonder how long the learning curve is. So thank you so much. Well, if the learning curve is, to, to your point, Jason, long enough to where you can't get back to NFC championship games and or a Super Bowl or win one because he isn't at a certain level and then he gets himself to that level but the rest of the team isn't good enough then then I mean if we're having that conversation three years from now then it it probably is a whiff because then then we're be then we're going to be saying well it's going to be 26 27 28 maybe maybe. If if they're actually getting getting over the over the top, if they're going to win a Super Bowl, like it's it's going to be in the next three years, yeah, I would say. You know, with this with this group, unless he becomes a guy like Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, you know, there's a few others where it doesn't quite matter the talent on the team. Yeah, you're you going to win ten games with that just, dude, just with that because he's that good. And if that happens, then okay, it's it definitely was worth it, but. I'm going to say it at nauseum until we're off air. That goes back to my original point. That's a high bar. That is a high bar, and that's if that's the bar, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> a lot of people uh, saying already very good. 415, uh, this guy, I'm, I'm not going to use the nickname uh, that, that he uses, but th- this is a regular. Uh, he did not play very good. Uh, very good in the NFC Championship game. is uh, that That's a bit of a stretch, I would say, for Jimmy. I, I'll give you – I'll give you that one. Austin in San Jose. What's up, Austin? You're on 95.7 The Game. 
Hey, fellas. Uh, Jason, been a while, man. Good to hear your voice. Appreciate you, man. Guy, I, spent, I spent four years in Philly in school there and then uh, D.C. guy. So I think you and I share a lot of the perspectives, uh, not being Niner fans. But, <laughs> but, yeah, I like your perspective, man, on, on Lance. I want to see him succeed, too, not as a Niner fan, but this is a brother. I hope he makes it good. But I do think that you're right, though, man. They're, his fans are expecting too much from this guy. I mean, it's all on, it's all on Kyle and Lynch. Lance will be okay, but to start talking about him in the same conversation for Holmes and the brother in Baltimore and these guys, that's crazy. I mean, we got to see this. I got to see it before I'm buying into that. I do think Niner fans expect him to just pick up last year where the championship game was and just type the ball and Lance will win it, right, where Jimmy couldn't get it done. Well, for that easy, you could get, you could get a lot of guys to that. So I think we got we to gotta see this guy do it. I have some questions and reservations myself. Jason, I, I'm not sold, but we'll see. You know what I mean? And the other thing I wanted to throw out is kind of a wild card, uh, the whole conversation. Ayuk, man, he sure is talking a lot. And here, here's a little hot take, guys. <laughs> he is. Debo, Debo Sandals tried to get out this year. I see Ayuk next year being Debo. Watch out. That's just my hot take. See you later. Bye. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. I mean, it's going to be his turn to get paid. Yeah, and he is talking. Did you hear what he said uh, at, during that joint practice, after the joint practice yeah. against the Vikings? Like, uh, they weren't that good. I don't feel like – he didn't say they weren't that good, but he said yeah, he his messaging behind it was, we didn't get anything out of this. We didn't get we anything. Didn't... They're not that good. I'd rather just go against our defense to get better. Him and, him and Fred Warner, and look, Fred has done a few more things to this point in his career than, yeah, than he has Brandon. a little more clout and equity. But both of those dudes are just nonstop. Yeah. Like now. It's like it's like they went to uh Seattle Seahawks of uh, of a decade ago school. Like how to just be running your mouth every second. Like there is some Seattle uh it's a little Seattle esque with all of the you know how those dudes were talking after every play. It feels like the Niners have a little bit of that. Jimmy Ward's another guy who you know, they're just they're just talk and it feels like they've talked about talking a lot. Right. So they want that to be part of their part of their DNA. And you know who's also can kind of chirping during the offseason? Uh Jimmy Ward. Yeah. Even Jimmy Ward's kind of always been like that. Uh but I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. I, I, I do think it's a confidence that can help you. Now it can blow up in your face, of course, but I think Jimmy Ward and Fred Warner, they're really good football players. I think they can they can back up their talk. Brandon Ayuk might be, you know, might be a little in over his head sometimes, but I think they're good enough, have enough clout to where that's acceptable. Because sometimes you hear people talking, you're like, come on, man. Like, what are you what are you talking about? Uh but I like it. I like the swag, I like the confidence because when you look at teams that just Win consistently, they have a lot of those guys who who are confident. They can talk, back it up. Uh, you know this. It is. I agree. This is a championship roster. And uh, back to that last caller's point with with Trey Lance. Um, it's just all of my comments and reactions over the past half hour are based off everything I've seen from the majority of this fan base. They set the expectations for me. These weren't some – I'm not pulling these out of thin air. I'm basing all of my thoughts off the expectations. I would probably have a different perspective if the majority of the fan base was 
pissed that they traded for Trey Lance and that they don't think he's going to be very good, I'd probably be more like, ah, give him a chance. Like, we'll see. But the messaging I'm getting is we're right there. Just plug in Trey. We're going to go win a Super Bowl or we're going to be one of those teams that realistically have a shot. There is a thought in a lot of people's minds that, and the caller alluded to it, that you're just going to drop Trey Lance into SoFi Stadium where the Niners were NFC Championship game. Like the Red, it's I've heard a, so many people speak to, well, this is about Trey winning the two games that Jimmy couldn't win. What and and, and I'm thinking you got to win a bunch of other games in front of that, which he's never won before, to even get to that point. Like you can't just you can't just think automatically you're going to be in that position, that fork in the road, essentially where Jimmy didn't, and now Trey will. Like it just you, you can't say you're automatically going to get that. Like that to me is a stretch. Like yeah. he's talented enough, and they're talented enough. But to just put it on, put it down like it's it's a wrap, is a little foolhardy. The one thing I am looking forward to with Trey, well, I shouldn't say the one. I'm looking forward to the entire Trey Lance experience. Yeah. But one thing in particular that I think he's going to add to this offense that it needed uh, is his escapability from the pocket. And most of the good quarterbacks can scramble. Most of the elite ones, like you know. My man in Baltimore, uh, even even Josh Allen, oh yeah, and Aaron Rodgers, they can run. Yeah, Josh Allen for sure. Yeah, Rodgers used to. Rodgers lost a little yeah, bit, but he, he's had not as it. athletic. But he guys. had it. Yeah, he had it uh, in his prime. Even though he still is in his prime, if you ask me, didn't he just win the MVP? But oh yeah, I can't wait till that first third and twelve, and the defense is bearing down on Trey Lance's face, and he makes a D lineman miss. Escapes the pocket, outruns a linebacker, then jukes a cornerback and, and, and takes it 29 yards. Yeah. Niners offense have been missing that. So I think he's going to be able to do that from day one. But as we know, the teams that actually win the Super Bowls, those quarterbacks win it with their arms. And the legs are just complimentary. Um, that's the same thing that's that's been haunting. Why can't I think of my man's name in Baltimore? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. On the tip of my tongue. <laughs> As good as he's been, and some people think he gets criticized unfairly, but sure, I think it's a fair assessment. He has been average yeah. in the playoffs, and like usually, average quarterbacks don't win. And unless, it's usually, and it's usually the throwing component. Of and, it. and it's the throwing component. I don't think that's an unfair. I don't think that's an unfair assessment. And I get, I get attacked on Twitter for that all the time. But you know, that's my opinion. It ain't going to change. Uh, in terms of Trey Lance. One thing I also get attacked a lot on Twitter, I came out and said a couple times, I don't think he looked all that good last year. Now, you've got to put it in context. He was sprawled into action because of an injury. He might not have been ready. Uh, it was a hard situation. Sure. To be in. I didn't expect him to come in and look great. He was clearly not ready in, that er in the Arizona game, that first game. And Now, this is how I know that. Because well, they ran it 15 yeah. times or whatever it was. Uh, th that game was crazy. But this is how I know the fan base and I are just on a complete different page. Um, when I came out and said he didn't look good last year, I was getting attacked, ripped <laughs> a shred, ripped to shreds. You would have thought he came yeah. out and looked like Patrick Mahomes. I don't think he looked great. Whether it at moments, the one play that 
everyone continues to show on his highlight reel from last year is to pass to, I believe it was Debo Samuel yeah, against the Texans. Yep. He was wide open. I hope he could make that throw. But Kyle Shanahan's going to scheme that up, Jason. Kyle Shanahan, he's going to scheme it up where he is going to be that open. He's not going to have to drop it in the bucket every time. All right. Well, like, okay. Touche. Touche. <laughs> but if Kyle is such a like – I'm, I'm playing the role right now yeah, for you. like if Kyle is <laughs> such an offensive magician, which I'm not saying he's not, like I don't think that was a hard throw is my well, opinion. It's a throw you should make. And everybody and Everybody points to that. That's like his shining gem of his season last year, which is great. Made the play, made the throw. But he, he looked significantly better, though, in that game than he did in the first game, which I do think is a good sign, even if you don't think it was great in right. that game. And, right. it, and, there, and the first half, he was bad. Like, people do forget, in the first half of that game against the Texans, he was not good. Right. My second overall, half, he was pretty good. My outlasting point is he was up and down last season. He wasn't great. There's still a lot. To we still lot we have to see, and I got so much pushback. So I think I am just on a completely different page than the majority of the fan base. We'll continue that conversation eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero plus. Uh, my idea of how I think it is going to look for Trey Lance, and we still haven't talked about Jimmy Garoppolo. Could the 49ers really keep him? Well, the the owner is saying it's a possibility. Uh, no way that's real, right? We'll we'll talk about it. We're halfway through here. Uh, it's John Dickinson, Jason Dumas, and 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 